Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, the eShop is having a going out of business sale, but everything's still full price. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as I am always joined, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how is it going? It's going great. I got new jeans recently. Oh, okay. And I'm still at the point in them where I'm trying to avoid knee creases. Oh. And so I'm doing my best wherever I go or like when I'm working or whatever to like have my legs straight. Yeah. So I don't get That's those. Tough. It's it is It is tough but it's the price you pay for not having knee creases in your jeans and i know it's inevitable and i know yes, they're jeans and right? i have bony bony knees right and so it is going to happen but i'm just trying to prevent it as long as possible um do you need to take them off just the like lay them out over the over the couch or something <laughs> what, what will make you more comfortable here mark oh man that's such an interesting <laughs> point i think today I'm going to keep them on because I'm I not understand. wearing my good underwear, my best <laughs> underwear. But maybe in the future, we'll see how it goes. Um, speaking of uh, whatever that was, <laughs> my copy of Sonic Forces for the Nintendo Switch, would you like to borrow it? You can certainly get on the list so I can send you my copy. Um, you play it for as long as you want. You send it back. You don't pay for anything. All you got to do is email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com gmail and give us a mailing address where I can send you this thing. It's the perfect program. That's right. There what? may be a copy of Untitled Goose Game in there. Um, still perfect, though. Another thing you can do is you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It helps people find the show. Patrick and I really enjoy seeing the reviews. Tick, 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 tick up. We like reading them in places where you can leave reviews. So thank you so much to everybody who has done that. We really appreciate it. Um, if you leave us a five-star review on the U.S. Apple Podcast Store, we'll, we see it and we will give you a shout-out on the show. If you leave us a review anywhere else or you share the show in some other way, definitely let us know. Send us an email. Hit us up on Twitter. We'd love to give you a shout-out on the show. Yeah, we love all of that. Also, March is Kirby Month. Also, it's almost March now. It seemed Kirby Month seemed like an impossibility when we announced it. It was like we were never right. going to get there. And Kirby, here we are. Kirby's Impossible Month, I believe, is one of the games we'll be covering. Um, we are devoting an entire month to Kirby programming, and we know a thing or two about Kirby. We are learning more things by the day, but we would love to have your Kirby experiences, your Kirby memories, whatever kind of Kirby, wh wh whatever space in your brain Kirby occupies. Put it in an email, send it to us, Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. We would love to make you part of the month. Um, and yeah, again, it's it's coming up like right away. We're going to be starting. Should we do this? Yeah, let's do this. We're going to be starting with uh, like just sort of a Kirby primer. We're going to be sort of defining what Kirby is and defining what a Kirby game is um, against which we will judge everything that comes after. But the second week, we're doing Planet Robobot. So if you want to play along, uh, pick that up and, and start playing now. Mark, are you ready to get into our topic today? Yeah, let's do it. 
Um, let's do it. Let's discuss what we lose when we lose the 3DS and Wii U eShops. Now, in some ways, we've already lost the greatest uh, online innovation of the 3DS and Wii U eShops in that Miiverse does not exist. Already, already that's gone. Yep. Um, one of the cool, novel, bizarre things that I probably also didn't really use that much and even was annoyed by. No, I, so, yeah, I definitely feel like I didn't get full use out of Miiverse because I didn't really go anywhere with my 3DS. The rare times that I was traveling with it, you would get a hit, you know, and so you'd get, like, new people to come join your Miiverse. But the idea is so much fun, and if I was living somewhere where I could regularly acquire new Mii's, yeah. that would have been great. Yeah, Miiverse and Street Pass and all of those, like, Street Pass games uh, on the 3DS, like, that's all very cool and neat stuff. And actually, do the Street Pass games, do they still... I don't even know. Do they still know. work? Yeah, I don't know either. Miiverse, for sure, is definitely gone. Look, that's not what we're talking about today. <laughs> we have made some lists of games that... Maybe to, to recap the, uh, the news item from... Uh, last week, um, the Wii U, e Wii U and 3DS eShops will be closing for good March 2023, um, and you will uh, your last day to add funds with a credit card is May 23rd, um, just a, a couple um, months away at this point, um, and the last day to add money with eShop cards is August 29th. So we're kind of, you know, we're getting to a point where it's like, you know, do do or die, right? Like, if there's anything that you still want on these platforms, you kind of got to get it now. So we thought we would go through and make a list of games that we think are worth checking out for one reason or another. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, this is kind of my, an ode to what I've played, you know, on the 3DS. And so not all of these titles, at least on my list, are eShops exclusive eShop exclusives, but I think they are things that anybody should pick up um, while you still can. Yeah, um, and mine are, I, I tried to stick to um, digital exclusives, but I didn't. So <laughs> uh, just know that I, I'm, I'm trending towards that, right? Um, and also just like in a lot of ways, um, uh, we're talking about games that are appropriate or like best served by the platforms of the 3ds and the wii u some of these games are available in fact a lot of them are available on some other platform but a lot of those are uh you know especially virtual console stuff impossible to come by impossible to come by at a reasonable price uh and tough to come by the hardware that can physically play them yeah totally and it's just going to become more difficult yes like secondhand 3ds's at this point are insanely expensive when nintendo puts like refurbished new 3ds's or new uh new 2ds's yeah up on their store online they go within minutes you know there's a lot of interest in the 3ds now i don't know if that is true for the wii u but i currently but i think that the wii u is um sold well enough yeah that in future years i think it's just going to become more and more expensive to be a wii u collector you know what i mean yeah totally well and like someday my wii u with like 30 gba games on it like just preloaded onto it is going to be a valuable piece of uh hardware let me tell you 
The other thing before we get into this list is that I tried to do exclusively 3DS games because I didn't own a Wii U. Right. And so I feel a, like a little bit like a hypocrite telling people to pick games up for the Wii U when I can't do the same thing. But only because you didn't have a Wii U. Right. I chose not to buy one. Right, right, right. Um, well, Mark, let's get into it. Let's start listing off some of these games. Would you like to go first or would you like to go second? Um, I'll go first. Please. You know, I'll, I'll start off with one that we have talked about on this show before, and that is the 3D Classics Kid Icarus. Holy cow. Also on my list. I am, uh, uh, when I was making this list, I was uh, like going through the games that I owned, going through just games on the eShop, honestly, to see what I should be picking up, you know, before right. they stop becoming available. And it is a real bummer to me that the these this 3D Classic series, I don't know when it's going to be available again. It, it probably won't. And this is the... I, I can't speak to the other ones like Excitebike and um, like Kirby's Adventure, but this is for sure the definitive way to play the original Kid Icarus. Here's the thing. Kid Icarus 3D changes the gameplay in the tiniest way, making the game actually playable. Um, it gives Pit a little bit of a slow to his descent if you are rapidly pressing the jump button as he falls, which sounds like the most like minute, like nothing little tweak to the gameplay formula but it literally changes everything it makes the game a game that you can play should play and will enjoy playing yeah going you know when we are doing kid icarus month pl i played primarily this 3d classics version and at the end i was like well i i, I want to check out to be able to compare i want to check out the original game um and see what that's like because that's available on the nintendo switch online nes and it the difference is mind-blowing. Yeah. The NES version is so frustrating and not really fun to play. The 3D Classics version is, like, it's such a huge upgrade. Yeah. Well, and there's also something where the uh, NES version has a, uh, like, static black background behind, you know, all of, like, the foreground uh, elements. And the 3D uh, Classic version has, like some kind of nice like high res like backgrounds be it of like the underworld or the sky or whatever um and it like genuinely changes the sort of like mood of the thing um and is just like so much stronger for it yeah and so if you have ever been curious about kid icarus and like me put off by the difficulty or like the frustration yes. of the original game definitely check out the 3D Classics version. It is so good. I'll go so far to say that um, I think the the reputation of all the 3D Classics games are high. Even the Urban, Urban Champion one, I think that yeah. is the best way to play Urban Champion, probably. Well, and there's a, a, a 3D Classics... Um like Sonic 2 like is also a good way to play that game. Um but uh so I I well we can be like this 3D classic uh Kid Icarus is a game worth checking out. Also all the rest of the 3D classics. I also just want to add on to this the rest of the Kid Icarus games because Kid Icarus 2 of Myth Myths and Monsters is not available anywhere else. It's a Game Boy game that uh, they're not going to re-release anywhere, that they're not going to remake. And then Kid, Icar Kid Icarus Uprising, while not a digital-only game, is uh, a 3DS game that I don't know how you port that 
to something else. Yeah, Sakurai himself was not very interested in doing so. It is so, and we've talked about this before, but it is so strange to think that all of these great games on the 3DS are just going to be orphaned or at least not playable in the form that they were originally developed with 3D, right? Like you could theoretically in the future, if like the next Switch has- It's like a VR. Right, but it's just an element of all of these games that, you know, you could port Link Between Worlds to another system in the future, but it won't have that 3D element. Well, and like the the 3D, I guess you could make the argument is like a more superficial- you know, component. You can play all these games with the 3D slider turned all the way down, and you know it's usually fine. Um, but the two screens, we're losing dual screen. We're losing all the dual screen functionality um, because going forward, we don't have any dual screen systems anymore. The Wii U, the DS, and the 3DS are all going to be things of the past, um, which means a huge part of Nintendo's library will also be relegated to thing of the past status. Um, all right, Mark, uh, we overlapped on that one, but, um, I'll, 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 I'm going to put forth another large grouping of games. Um, Mark, you remember when we did Game & Watch Month last year? Mm-hmm. There is a surprisingly robust suite of Game & Watch games that are available on the 3DS and Wii U eShops, um, so this is just me saying all of them, right? So there's uh, a regular Game Boy game, uh, game and Watch gallery. There's uh, Gallery Two and Three for the Game Boy Color, and uh, Game and Watch Gallery Number Four on the GBA, which would be on the um, the Wii U. But then there's also the individual DSiWare um, uh, Game and Watch games that actually create like recreate the like look and feel of the sort of like uh, LCD crystal uh, display of uh, original Game & Watch games. Um, there are so, Mark, every single Game & Watch game that we played, we played through, this, through these means. We didn't touch a real Game & Watch the whole month, but we were able to get our hands on, I don't know, like 20, 30 something, a ton of these games. Yeah, and these are ones that there's not really... Um, any reason that they couldn't show up anywhere else, except that right now there is no like virtual console on which for them to appear. Cause they're like, you're saying they're all either ports from the game boy or ports from the game boy color. Um, and- or, the, or the recreations yeah. of like the original uh, hardware, which I think like that to me is the coolest and weirdest. Like when we are talking about, um, they're not being a virtual console going forward and like we're losing some piece of history. Some of those gaming watches go back to the year 1980. Like there's nothing on any, there's nothing that you can play on switch. That's as old as, as uh, ball. Right. Um, and not that ball is all that exciting to play, but like it's a genuine piece of history. So my next pick is one that I actually have not played yet, but in doing research for this episode, I was inspired to finally pick it up on the 3DS. I'm not sure if this is a digital exclusive or not, but Patrick, I finally bought NES Remix for the Nintendo 3DS. So, yes, the uh, there is a physical version of this game on 3DS, yes. It originally was released in two parts for the Wii U, yes. where it was digital only, mm-hmm. um, 
and then they kind of like combined those into one. This is a game that you have spe- spoken like so highly of that, but I never bought. But now that the eShop is closing, I'm like, I should just do it. I should just take the plunge. So I have it on my 3DS now. I'm excited to play it at some point. Um, this is another one that's great for like not only being its own wonderful experience, but for being like a thing that's just embracing Nintendo history, right? Because it's all mini games based off of individual fun moments from NES games. Um, and sometimes with like a, a twist on them, but a lot of times it's like just... Oh, you know, beat Bowser and it drops you right at the beginning of the Bowser fight in Super Mario Brothers 3 and you just have to do it. Um, so it's just like giving you the highlights. It's a, it's like a Zagat's to uh, old NES games. Um, and yeah, it's super fun and beautiful. Like the the filters and the like sort of effects that they throw on these things just make it so cool and fresh and fun while being so like historically focused. Yeah, I think just the idea of having these small little challenges that are taking games, a lot of games that, you know, people of you uh our generation are so familiar with and like that Nintendo history and you know, tw- uh putting it on its head a little bit. That seems really fun. Uh, Mark, we are uh, squarely like in the 1980s here, right? Because we're just talking about NES Remix and Kid Icarus <laughs> and uh, Game & Watch. Um, we sound like a bunch of old men. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go next, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to suggest a much more recent game, uh, possibly the greatest game ever made about horse racing and solitaire. I'm referring, of course, to Pocket Card Jockey on the three. DS. This is a game where you uh, could play as a horse jockey who um, gets uh, access to a, a racehorse and you have to race him around these tracks by virtue of your skill playing miniature hands of solitaire. Um, you'll go into like a, a corner in the race and then it's like, bam, now you have to play a hand of solitaire. You do it as fast as you can, you do it as accurately as you can, and you get a little boost or you don't. Your horse levels up, it gets better. And you just play it forever. It's a beautiful game. And it o- it's only a digital, it's a digital 3DS exclusive. The only way to access it is to buy it on the 3DS eShop. This is another one that I went ahead and bought. Thank you, Mark. Because I was oh like, God. I've got I have got to own Pocket Card Jockey. Developed by Game Freak. Yep. The developers of Pokemon. Um, yeah, what a what a marvelous little weird you know, $8 thing pocket card jockey is. Is that how much it is? Yeah, it's, it's really cheap. It, I, it's either like 7 or 8 It is not very expensive. Um, they could put this on anything and I w- any other platform and I would buy it. They could put it on phones. They could actually really easily put it on phones. I don't know why they didn't put it on phones. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just a, a beautiful, weird little game. So my next games, this is another kind of like, I guess I'll call it like category Ooh. of games a little bit. These are not eShop exclusives. And I'm talking about like WarioWare Gold and Rhythm Heaven Megamix. Yeah. Now, uh, I think there's also like a Mario Party game, like Mario Party Top 100, that yep. was also mm-hmm. released for the 3DS. And I think that in at the time, these all three of these games got a little bit of a bad rap because they are not 100% original. They have like a new kind of framing device, but otherwise they're taking the greatest hits for WarioWare Gold from all the WarioWare games that came before 
for Rhythm Heaven Mega Mix from the Rhythm Heaven, most of the Rhythm Heaven games that came before, and putting them together, compiling them onto the Nintendo 3DS. But now, with a little bit of time behind us, what like a gift those yes. like kind of compilation things are, because who knows if we're going to get a new Rhythm Heaven ever. And right. they're just, and the further away we get from them, just the harder it is to be able to play those. Yes, we got a new WarioWare, but it was totally different. It's completely different. You yeah. know, you were not, you're not um, tilting the same way. You're not tapping the screen the same way. It's just a different type of WarioWare than what we got from uh, Get It Together. Yeah, and like it, I I like what we got from Get It Together, um, but like it is a clear break where um, WarioWare Gold is the finale yeah. right like it, yep. it it is the end cap to that series it does everything that all the previous games have done and then the new game is trying something different and i love i love love like the spirit of uh in, in invention and adventure there um but like man what a capstone uh warrior gold was and also like i would encourage people to seek out rhythm heaven they are just fun little rhythm games with really catchy music usually very simple mechanics that, you know, like build on themselves to um, increase the difficulty. It's just a really fun series. I would love to see one in the future. I just don't know if, if that'll happen anymore. It almost yeah. feels like Nintendo has not moved away from doing weird stuff like this, but do, moved away from doing this specific sort of weird that it worked so well on these like dedicated handhelds, and I know that there was a uh, a Wii version, but it's really where the series like thrived. And now that we're in this hybrid Switch sort of realm, a lot of these like smaller games just aren't making it over. Yeah, I mean, Nintendo is going to need like they're going to have to revisit uh, uh, you know some of like obviously the main franchises that they've already hit on uh, on switch but i think like there are so many that haven't appeared yet that i feel like they just there's this i don't know this sheen on uh nintendo properties right now as they appear on switch like put out a new rhythm heaven it's gonna sell over a million copies that would be amazing i would love that um that's a good category mark i i like that a lot uh i am going to go next with a Famicom game that is available for to play and uh, to purchase and to play on your 3DS um, called the Mysterious Murasami Castle, um, which was never localized uh, outside of Japan. So it's a would have been an NES game, but isn't. Um, it is such a strange, like top down. It's like Zelda, but more action based uh, and with like sort of less of a focus on like exploration or like getting items and stuff. Um, the game itself is not super fun, but it is a Nintendo developed uh, game. Uh, and you can see uh, elements of it in um, Smash and in WarioWare. Um, like it's a firm part of Nintendo history. I'm doing it again. Nintendo history is where I'm uh, resting a lot of this. Um, but like, what a cool little thing that they brought over to the eShop of like, just like totally localizing this game. Yeah, I've never played it. I've never played it before. It's hard. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah, it's really hard. <laughs> I can get to the end of the first level, and then like the second level starts, and I'm like, oh no, I'm, I, it's it's defeating me now. I have gotten so used to being able to rewind 
mm. the back the past 30 seconds on these like uh on the switch online yeah that i really take that for granted like when i was trying to play strider it was like oh yeah i abused the heck out of that to be able to get to the end of that game yeah i mean and this is one where i could see them adding it to the uh switch online in fact why haven't they why wouldn't they yeah no just uh no chalk it up to another strange omission in uh the libraries on that system yeah, and like we just got Earthbound Beginnings on uh, the NES Switch Online, so like, why not just bring it on over? Here's one that I think has been overshadowed, probably with good reason, for by Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. But I th- I feel like this is a good opportunity for us to sing the praises of Super Smash Brothers for Nintendo 3DS and Wii U. Yes, because what a crazy time of smash that was to have two different games that worked together the first time smash was on a handheld it was just it was it's bonkers it's like ultimate in a totally different way like the ambition was huge right well and like this was also the advent of amiibo functionality with uh, both these versions of the game um and also the first time that we got Mii Fighters. Uh, and the Mii Fighters were so... They're pretty customizable now. Um, but, like, they they were hyper-customizable on the uh, 3DS. And uh, you could take them through uh, and gain extra moves and power-ups and stuff uh, in the... What is, what is the mode called in the in the 3DS where you're just, like, on a big map, like, running around and you have, like, a certain amount of time to, like, oh, yeah. find treasure? Uh-huh. It's... It's like a little bit of a busted mode and feels very much not like a fighting game, um, but it's something that I poured hours and hours and hours into um, and was just like wholly fascinated with this like idea of developing my own me fighters, storing them on an amiibo and then like bringing them over to the Wii U version. Um, it's just really, it's just a really, really cool version of Smash Brothers. Yeah, I remember being in, um, I got called for jury duty. The first time I'd ever been called for jury duty, The there was no Wi-Fi. The internet was out, but I had my 3DS with me. And yeah, just playing all day. I never got called, but just so all day, just playing Super Smash Brothers for Nintendo 3DS. And that was such like a cool experience and to have the same characters in both games, it was, um, yeah, just a really kind of, like, wild time. And all of, uh, there's a bunch of uh, DLC for these games as well. Like, Cloud is in these games um, as a DLC character. But, like, you know, it's it's that kind of, of craziness that, uh, you know, we came to expect in Smash Ultimate, but was totally present in Smash 4. Uh, I'm next. Uh... But man, I kind of just want to play Super Smash for um, the 3DS. Pokemon Generations 1 and 2. The Game Boy versions of these games that are available on the 3DS eShop are compatible with Pokemon Bank. Uh, There is no other version of the first and second generation Pokemon games that you can take your Pokemon from and use in Pokemon bank. So that is a little bit of functionality. If you want to take a first generation Charizard and bring him into sword and shield, you can do that currently with Pokemon bank. 
That is wild. Mm-hmm. Because there has to be... Well, also thinking, like, when this is gone, it feels like there's... They will... Ha- it just feels like there ha- there will have to be another way to do that in the future. Right. Because people are going to want... I mean, it's 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 wild to me that they made such a big deal about putting the first two generations of Pokemon games on the 3DS, right? Like, it, it was an event, and people were stoked for it. And now they're taking it away. I mean, I guess it's inevitable that that would happen. Sure. But, yeah, yeah I wonder how soon after that goes away that we get, like, whatever the replacement is for it. Yeah. Um, well, and, uh, Mark, you mentioned this, that, like, when you look at the uh, 3DS... Um, like eShop, like top 20 best-selling games. It is mostly foreign language versions of those of the first generation of Pokemon games um, and English as well. But it's just like, that's it. it. It blocks out the sun. Nothing else even comes close to comparing to the popularity of the original Pokemon games. My next pick is one where I am sad to admit being a little bit of a hypocrite because I didn't own a Wii U, but I have to give a shout out to the Metroid Prime Trilogy. Yeah, you do. Because I think this is probably the only way you're going to be able to play Metroid Prime Trilogy for a very, very long time. So what are you saying? Are you saying that the the rumored Metroid Prime... Metroid Prime Trilogy is, in fact, just a remake of Prime or that none of it exists? I don't even know anymore. It does feel like the... um, the talk on the internet has changed from Metroid Prime Trilogy to, oops, we were misunderstanding, and it wasn't a Metroid Prime Trilogy. It was a remake of just Metroid Prime. I don't know that any of that is true, right? right None of right. this has appeared, but I, it doesn't seem likely to me at this point that we're getting a Metroid Prime Trilogy on Switch, and... So I think if you want to experience these games, that's your best bet. Yeah, I mean, I that seems right to me. Um, well, because it's also not like a what the what, thing that we have to keep in mind, right? Is that the fact that the Wii U offers uh, you can download Wii games is actually pretty remarkable because. Like, full-price retail Wii games, you could not download on your Wii. That's something that we take for granted now, right? That if if you had a console and it was hooked up to an eShop of some kind, you could download every single game onto it. Mark, there was a time where that wasn't true. So, the we can... that There are a bunch of really great Wii games. Um, I don't have them uh, on my list, but, like, Mario Galaxy 2. Oh, my gosh. That's definitely... That's another one that I... Uh, is so worth pointing out. I, I was personally totally fine with um I was happy with 3D All Stars as it Mario 3D All Stars as it was like getting 64 Sunshine and the first Galaxy was great I was happy with that but do I wish that there was a way even if it was purchasing it separately at full yeah. price for me to get Galaxy two Yeah absolutely Yeah uh, and hold on I'm actually gonna, I'm looking right now to see what other uh, Wii games are available on the. Oh, it, it look. It, it turns out that navigating the uh, uh, eShop isn't still isn't the the best thing. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if in preparation for this episode you went back to the 3DS eShop. Oh, but it's that rough. thing was just like it chugs. It was awful. 
Metroid Prime Trilogy, Super Mario Galaxy 2, Kirby's Return to Dreamland, Pikmin 2, Mario Strikers Charged, Super Paper Mario, Rhythm Heaven Fever, Pikmin, Pandora's Tower, Punch-Out, Metroid, Other M, Mario Super Sluggers. There's a lot of games on here. A lot of good Wii games that you can pick up on the Wii U. But you were talking about Metroid Prime. <laughs> Three games for 20 bucks. Yeah. Um, and they're all upgraded with the motion controls. So, and to be in widescreen. So, like, and who knows when they will become available again. I'm thinking almost never. Maybe they won't. Um, all right, Mark, my next selection here. This is a, a little bit of a, a point of hypocrisy for me. You gave us one. I will give us one now. Golden Sun. Uh, this is another. This is a series of RPGs that originated on the Game Boy Advance. Uh, there are two games that are sort of like uh, light and dark side versions of each other. Like one is sort of a, or the sequel is like a side story of the first, and they kind of like meet up at the end. Um, uh, they're both available on the Game Boy Advance uh, eShop, and then the uh, DS um, Golden Sun is available on the Wii U eShop. Um, but this is a series that Nintendo seems totally fine ignoring uh, in perpetuity forever across the universe. So if you ever want to experience this like slice of Nintendo RPG heaven ever again, uh, you got to go back and play these things on Virtual Console before even the Virtual Console disappears. Yeah. who? Th I mean, this is another great one where it's like, who knows when we will ever see these again or ever hear yeah. um, from about Golden Sun again. Here's something that is... Uh, frustrating but i think will be true is that at some point uh nintendo will be like here it is golden sun 4 relive all your favorite golden sun memories and then have no way for us to play the uh first golden sun games the first three golden Sun. do games. you think it's possible now uh before the n64 nintendo switch online was revealed there were some really heavy rumors that the game boy slash game boy color virtual console was headed to the switch yeah not virtual console but like switch, yeah the was, switch online yeah. yeah switch online do you think that it's possible that like when the 3ds eShop? No, i'm not saying the day it closes but like at in, some point in some point in 2023 or 2024 the game boy games get added to nintendo switch online i mean not before 2023 right like uh it's so it's it's like tiring to think about, right? Because like the they charge so much more money to add the Nintendo sixty four library and the Genesis library, um, along with some other things too. And I I said they charge so much more, but actually I think it's a pretty decent deal. Um, but you know, just it is it is more money. Um, and like, are they going to create a separate expansion Right, like pack? a third tier? Yeah, the, like, yeah. then like, how many tiers can you possibly ask for at once? Um, but it also feels unlikely that they're just going to keep adding them to right. plus expansion pack. Or to the non-expansion pack, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like this is both, like, a, one thing that we like about Nintendo and one thing that in moments like this <laughs> it stresses us out is it's like, I don't really see a path to yeah. where, where we get these games. Yeah. Unless I'm they start just selling, like, collections of them, you know, like um, uh, like Konami has done. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, or, or, like, a, a, a 
a kind of collection that is just like you can get the Game Boy Advance library for a one-time purchase of $60 or something. And then the library, which I guess would just be selling a collection, but they could still like bundle it the same way, right? Like with that same uh, sort of like central hub graphic and, you know, moving the game cartridges around in the thing um, to play them. Yeah, but I don't think they're going to do that either. So I, I, I don't know. Well, yeah, I just I don't see the path at this point. Uh, whose turn is it? <laughs> I think I think it's no no. You just did. Golden I just did Sun. Golden Sun. Okay. Um, my next pick is the Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time and Legend of Zelda: Majora's Mask 3D. Yeah. This is another one. Um, for Ocarina of Time, I think the definitive way to play that game, Majora's Mask. Um, opinions differ. I think that. Th- it's definitely a different take on Majora's Mask, but there is a lot to like about the 3D remake. But this is another one where it's like, yeah, I guess they could, you know, there's nothing critical happening on the bottom screen. And, right. you know, th- there's no reason you couldn't remake them again or up the 3D, you know, like the 3D remake graphics. Yeah, but it's so weird because they also just made the... Nintendo 64 version of both of these games available on the Nintendo 64 Switch Online. And I guess also same goes for, and I didn't own this one, so it didn't come to mind immediately, but Star Fox 64 3D, yeah. where it's just like... A great way to play that game. And I just don't... I. It's crazy to think that there is no like immediate obvious path for these games being available in, on Nintendo hardware in the future. Because it'll... In a lot of ways, I mean, Ocarina of Time 3D is my preferred way to play Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Well, and it's like, it's fascinating because all of, all three of those games are like updated ways to like, it's a way to uh, treat these legacy games with respect and bring them into the modern day. And now the modern day has become the past again. Um, and it's like, they could also like take another stab at like re redoing uh, Ocarina of Time or um, Star Fox 64, but like this version of it already exists. Yeah, it's th- those are thankfully those games are all uh, retail as well. So if you can find copies of them, um, you should be able to play them in perpetuity for kind of a while. But um, and they're are they both Nintendo Select? I think they are. They're both 20 bucks. Yeah. The other thing that's kind of interesting is I feel like with the 3DS and the Wii U, not knowing Nintendo's plans, but just kind of looking at how the video game industry has kind of evolved, where I feel like this seems like it should be the last time where we kind of have these hard stops. You yeah. know, you, you look at what Sony's doing, you look at what Microsoft is doing, and you know, a third-party developers like something with uh, The Last of Us 2 or um, the Final Fantasy VII remake where, yeah, that was released on PlayStation 4, but then, like, an updated version that is compatible on PlayStation 5 with better graphics and all that kind of stuff exists. And I I don't know how it would work with uh, the Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask 3D because it's so specific to the hardware. Yeah. But at the same time, I kind of, like, long for that sort of same sort of thing where it's like the base game can follow you from generation to generation and it's just getting like a graphical update. 
as it rolls along. Or even if it didn't, like just a way to uh, have this sort of like persistent library that you carry with you. Um, you know, some of the some of the games that we're talking about, I have purchased multiple times um, just because I wanted to play it on the, the next thing. Um, and that is a just frustrating part about being a Nintendo fan. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the uh, best-selling Wii U uh, games on the uh, Wii U eShop right now. And the very first one here, number one on the list, is Super Mario Advance 4, Super Mario Brothers 3. So, like, this is, uh, not, this is a remake of Super Mario Brothers 3 that's then being released on the Wii U eShop. Like... This is a game that we've bought a bunch of times. I also and it's the best-selling game on the eShop right now. And th- that's where I feel like Nintendo's current strategy, which we know could there could be stuff in the works that we have no idea about and this could right. all change at a moment's notice. But what but there is so much appetite for Nintendo's old content and a lot of the stuff that we have talked about tonight so far has been stuff from older generations and that's because, you know, like they are such good games that in the Nintendo previously had provided at least a way to get a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot mm-hmm. of them. And it just seems crazy to me that they would leave that money on the table and just walk away from that without a different way for them to like mine their past for totally. our money. Totally. I mean, like, you know, I, I, I made the joke about there being a, uh, a, if they made a new Golden Sun game that they wouldn't make the previous ones available. I was referring to what happened with Metroid Dread last year um, when like so much of their marketing material was like, this is the end of a five part series. And two of these parts are Metroid Zero Mission and Metroid Fusion, which are only available on the Wii U eShop and no one has a Wii U. Um, They are, by the way, numbers uh, one, two, three, four. uh, Numbers five and six on the Wii U eShop right now are the are the two Metroid games. Mark, it's been a while since one of us like said one of these games that we're uh, recommending people buy because we're just listing every game that's on <laughs> these things. Um, but I've got one. Go ahead right now and download Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker on the uh, Wii U. It is the best version of that game. I know it was re-released on the 3DS, which also, you know, RIP to that, but to both eShops. Um, but there's a Switch version as well. The Switch version is great because it's a great game. But nothing compares to the simple elegance of the gyro aiming on the like screen that's in your hands in conjunction with the game that is playing on the TV in front of you. It is the perfect way to really get in and experience Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker. It's the best way, Mark. And it has levels that are unique to it as well, right? Because the Switch one has Odyssey levels and the... Right. The 3DS one has those as well. Oh, does it? Yeah. I, I don't know if there are... There, there's a like Find Luigi thing that may not be um, part of the Switch version. It was... Uh, that happened during the year of Luigi, of course, um, which as soon as these eShops are gone, there's a lot of uh, year of Luigi content that disappears forever too. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, but yeah, so there it's, if not, uh, if not uh, levels, it's certainly like some gameplay features. Yeah. Are missing from the newer versions. Here's my, so my next games are ones and that this is a plea to myself as much to 
um, and a reminder to myself as much as anything is Dragon Quest Seven VII and Eight. Oh my God! Are on the yes. Nintendo 3DS. Uh, longtime listeners of this show from the very beginning will re- recall that I purchased Dragon Quest Seven, the remake for the 3DS, and never got to a battle. <laughs> so I have not played it. But Dragon Quest Seven is a notoriously long game. It is structured differently from other Dragon Quest games. I think this is this remake is the first time that it was ever localized outside of Japan because it is a massive tome of a game that the localization was like such a heavy lift. It had not been attempted before. But Dragon Quest VIII, I can attest to, is an amazing game originally for the PlayStation 2. The 3DS remake is supposed to be very good. I have not played it myself. Um, playing Dragon Quest XI-S, uh, Echoes, Echoes of Elusive Age Definitive, Definitive Edition for the Nintendo, Nintendo Switch. Switch right now. I am in the throes of Dragon Quest Mania, where I'm reminded of how much I enjoy Dragon Quest games. And these are, I mean, I'm just repeating what I've said all night. Who knows when we will ever, you know, have access to this these versions of this game ever again. Yeah. It feels like yes. the Chrono Trigger DS of the 3DS generation to mm-hmm. me, where it's like, these are very good versions of very good games that who knows what is right. going to happen to them. Well, and especially because, like, Square Enix is so weird these days, um, but, like, one thing that they are really serving up, like, over and over again, or in- increasingly, at least, are this, like, uh, NES, Super NES, like, generation of games. So, like, I think we are, like, you know... Uh, there are the um, like remakes of Dragon Quest one, two, and three that are available on Switch, um, and you know the uh, Final Fantasy Pixel remasters, which I hope come to console at some point. Um, but like, there's that sort of era in like the PlayStation two that space where they're just not quite up to putting those games everywhere yet. Um, and when they do, and we can start getting some of those Dragon Quest games and some of those Dragon Quest remakes. Like, that's that's going to be fire. And I don't think we need to rely on Nintendo to preserve that. That feels like Square Enix will get there on their own. But maybe a ways down the road. They've got this HD 2D thing right now that they are all in on. And if they can't remake a game in HD 2D, they don't want to remake it at all. I, anything Dragon Quest related, I kind of like hold my breath a little bit. And maybe, yeah. maybe we are past that because I feel like video games have become so worldwide so big yeah that maybe we don't need to worry about dragon quest games getting localized here anymore like maybe you know it's a gimme but as somebody who but no though because like uh 10 offline edition is not going to be localized right but yeah yeah i you know yeah yeah that's a good point and there were other games in that dragon quest um presentation a few months ago that also are not going to be localized and so i just feel like um you know square enix goes through phases where they're like, okay, we're really going to try with Dragon Quest, like getting it out here in the West and then other times where they pull back. And so it does make me worry, you know, where, um, where the chips are going to fall in the years ahead. Uh, okay. My turn now, Mark, uh, this is one of the free spaces on the NCS bingo board. Uh, I am mentioning Star Tropics 2 Zoda's Revenge, the sequel to Star Tropics. You can play Star Tropics on your Switch. It's part of the Nintendo, uh, the NES uh, Switch Online service, but it's sequel, Zoda's Revenge, colon Star Tropics 2. 
I don't know why the title of the game is actually the subtitle and vice versa. Um, but it is, and it's available on the uh, on the Wii U eShop, not on the uh, 3DS eShop, and is a mess of a game. It is in all ways worse than the original, uh, but also somehow stranger. Like, it leans into the terrible sense of humor um, to, its, to its detriment um, and sends Mike traveling through time. So, like, it does, it embraces, like, a sci-fi premise immediately instead of, you know, in, like, the last 20% of the game. Um, and, uh, but again, it's another, uh, another piece of weird Nintendo history that is almost so certainly going to disappear forever again. Yeah. This feels like, um, it's, per- it feels purposeful that Nintendo like makes this game incredibly difficult to play and it just feels like it should be on the Nintendo switch online. Like it does. put those two games together. Yeah, if Why you're, separate if you're a weirdo them? enough to play Star Tropics, yes, and it's a safe space where all weirdos enough to play Star Tropics, then you're weirdo enough to play Zoda's Revenge. You know? <laughs> yes, yes. And look, I am not. Uh, I am have not given up on the uh, NES Switch Online. I think they are still going to add stuff to it occasionally, but like, if you know, they just did Earthbound Beginnings, but they did one game, and that was more about Earthbound than it was about uh, NES games. So, I don't know. I'm hopeful that someday they can keep adding to it and that that can be one of the things they add. I guess the next game that I want to talk about is Luigi's Mansion 2. This is another one. Dark Dark Side of the Moon? No. No. uh, That's the Transformers movie. No, no, no. That's no, Dark Trans- Side of the Moon is the uh, that's Pink Floyd Pink album. Floyd. <laughs> Dark of the Moon is the Transformers movie. Dark Moon, I believe, is Luigi's Mansion. I'm too. looking it up. I, <laughs> uh, you know, and it also d- this is a good reminder to myself that Luigi's Mansion got a remake on the Nintendo 3DS as well. Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. That's right. Okay. Phew. I'm glad we broke down all of them because, like, Dark Side of the Moon, both a real thing in, like, space, uh, but, yes, Pink Floyd, uh, Dark of the Moon, which I don't even know what that means, uh, is the Transformers movie, and then Luigi's Mansion, Dark Moon. Are all of them just removing, they're just removing words from the previous dark one, right? Dark Side of like the Moon, Dark of the Moon. dolls almost. Yeah, so the next one will just be Dark. <laughs> But yeah, games, Luigi's Mansion, uh, we actually talked about this a little bit on Tuesday, I think, but Luigi's Mansion 3 has kind of been the glow up for Luigi's Mansion. I feel like the series is finally respected in a way that I certainly never respected it before, No, but now it's selling 10 million strong. It's uh, time, for I think, for me at least to take another look at Luigi's Mansion and Luigi's Mansion 2 in a new light. Um, Luigi's Mansion 2, if it were the same game but released on Switch, would have sold the same way that Luigi's Mansion 3 uh, did. Like, it as, is as good of a game, as big of a leap forward from the original with just, like, having bigger environments, having more of them, um, and just being a more, like, inventive, cool game. Like, it's, it is doing that already. And, like, does it lose a little bit of the sort of chamber aesthetic of uh, the original Luigi's Mansion being kind of like a bite-sized game? Sure. But it is 
you know, it's just more of that style of gameplay. Um, Mark, I want to stick with Luigi. Dr. Luigi, a Dr. Mario spinoff featuring Luigi and a weird mode where you have L-shaped pills and another mode where you are like uh, tapping and dragging pills. Um, this is a game that's available on the Wii U eShop, was launched during the year of Luigi, um, is uh, a, a digital exclusive game, uh, will be going away forever shortly. Uh, on that same theme, and also another of NCS bingo, um, Rusty's Real Deal Baseball. Yeah. Yeah. A favorite of, to talk about on this show it is one of Nintendo's weird little experiments of the 3DS era, kind of dipping their toes in a very Nintendo way into downloadable content. Well, not just downloadable content, but like uh, tr- tricking you into thinking that it's f- actually free to start the game. Because it is genuinely free to start it, but to play any of the games in it, you have to start spending money. Yeah, you have to um, buy them from Rusty. Rusty's this depressed dog who used to be a baseball player, now runs a store. And in order to access other mini games, you can like pay for them, but you can bargain with him. Yes. And so you can haggle the price down. It just feel it all feels very Nintendo, you know, trying to figure out like what does this free to play game mean to us? How do we exist in this free to play world? And um, it, it's such an oddity that yes. I, I, you again just. With so much of the stuff we're talking about, I just don't see how this ever appears anywhere else. No way. And I fear that Rusty himself will, uh, you know, be relegated to... It makes me so sad. ...the dustbin of the 3DS. But um, what a cool, funny, weird little experiment from Nintendo. Um, I'm looking something up right now. But um, the one of the cool things about Rusty's Real Deal Baseball... Uh, is that one of the mini games is based on the um, is is it the Super Machine? Do you know what I'm talking about? The is it the the like pitching toy that Nintendo? Yeah, yes, that's right. Manufactured. The, well, I, and I and I believe it's called the it's either the it's some Super Machine or something like that. Um, and that is another thing that goes back into Nintendo history to a pre video game console era when they were making just genuine toys with no like electronic screen component. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is a, a another case where we are uh, terminally old men uh, who just want access to the things Nintendo used to do before we were even alive to play them. Is it the ultra machine? Ultra machine is totally what it's called. Yeah. It's just like a little arm that uh, pitches a ball at you for you to hit with a baseball bat. And that's part of the mini games in Rusty's Real Deal Baseball. Uh, I have one here that I don't believe in, so I'm not going to say it. <laughs> um, okay, this one is a true loss when it goes away. Um, and I honestly don't know if it will go away because this is not a game that you can buy. This is a game that you can earn through gold points on the Nintendo 3DS, I'm referring, of course, to Twilight Princess Picross. Um, this is a whole Picross game based on the art of The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, a game which did not appear on the 3DS. 
Yeah, that um I think you will be able to re- like if- redeem cuz you can redeem codes, right? But well, but not in perpetuity forever. Right. You can redeem codes until uh, May 2023. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, it will be going away. That okay, well that sucks cuz it's such a good version of Picross. Um, and such a fun little like expansion of the Twilight Princess universe, uh, and is free. Uh, if you don't have enough gold points, you go on Nintendo's websites and like click around to like find the three hidden shy guys on, you know, some games website, um, and then you earn the coins that way, and then you can get this thing for free. You probably ac- if you have a My Nintendo account, um, you probably have accidentally earned these points at some point, right? Gold points or platinum points? Which are the ones that aren't the real? platinum points are the ones that they just like give out for free, basically. Oh, then maybe the platinum are the gold ones, the ones that are money. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then the other ones, the platinum ones, the ones that aren't real. Okay. So yeah. yes, platinum points you have probably just accidentally earned. Yeah. Thank you for the correction yeah. on that. Um. So I am coming to the end of my list. Yeah. I only have one more. And the thing that I think has really been um, brought home to me in talking about this tonight and just thinking about, you know, like how much I've honestly taken, you know, the 3DS eShop and the Wii U eShop and virtual console in general for granted is I, I think it is a big loss that the virtual console, as we know it, is going away. And I am hopeful that Nintendo in the future has something up their sleeve for us to access these games because I'm thinking in the history of this show itself, so much of us, our ability to delve into this old content, to do Game & Watch Month, to do Weird Sequels Month. You to know, like, do Kirby Month, which you are about to hear. I'm, I'm downloading so many games on these two platforms. Yeah. It, you know, like, um, because there's just so much history there and so much accessible. And even, you know, a newer game like Planet Robobot. Yeah. yeah you could probably buy a cart somewhere who needs it but you know like i was just able to pick it up digitally and so having access to this stuff in some form it doesn't i don't think that the 3ds shops need to exist forever i don't think that the wii u shop needs to exist forever but it is a big it's a it's a big loss for the virtual consoles to be going away and i hope nintendo surprises us with something in the future that makes more of this content accessible even if it was just a straight up here are the virtual consoles. They're now on Switch. Um, and like there was no it was still like six dollars to buy Super Mario Brothers, uh, even though you would have access to it if you just subscribed to Nintendo Switch online. Like, and I know it's not as easy as just being, you know, copy, paste, put things up there and licenses are a mess and and everything. Um, but like the games that Nintendo has published and developed and has has always published, um, I don't know why they don't find a way to get them on there somehow. But Mark, your final game? That was it. Oh, that it was, was it. just an ode to virtual console. I see. Um, would we like to go through the the top twenty best selling uh, uh, Wii U eShop games? Yes, let's do it. Um, so I already mentioned uh, number one is Super Mario uh, Advance Four, Super Mario Brothers Three. Uh, number two is The Legend of Zelda: The Minish Cap for Game Boy Advance. Um, number three is Metroid Prime Trilogy. Mark, good call out on that one. Uh, number four is Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars, a game that is not available to play on the Super NES uh, Switch Online. Uh, then there's Metroid uh, Zero Mission and Metroid Fusion, which we mentioned previously, followed by The Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks. 
the 3DS game eh, this one. available. And Mark doesn't. <laughs> this one, it's fine if it never comes back. Uh, the Sorry, I said 3DS. It's a, a DS game. Uh, and then uh, after that is Legend of Zelda Wind Waker HD. And then the Phantom Hourglass. And then Majora's Mask. So, like, there is such a wealth of great Zelda games. Uh, Spirit Tracks notwithstanding. Uh, and Minish Cap, frankly, notwithstanding, that are available on these things that aren't available anywhere else. And it's just uh, uh, absurd. Uh, Paper Mario is on here. We have access to that, of course, um, through the Nintendo 64 Switch Online. Uh, the Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess HD. The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Golden Sun and Golden Sun to end uh, the original. Donkey Kong 64. Will we see that at some point? Maybe. Mario Kart 64. We have access to that. Super Mario Galaxy 2. Duck Hunt. The Wii U version of Duck Hunt. Um, what a what a wild thing that is. Mario Party 2. Mario and Luigi Partners in Time. Uh, Mario 64, the DS version. The original Fire Emblem and Fire Emblem Sacred Stones. Like, it's it's just absolutely wild stuff. There's so many good games in there. Yeah. You're just not going to have any way to buy them. Uh, and then, of course, Mark, I have one final game. It is also a Picross game. It is Picross 3D and Picross 3D 2. Um, as far as I can tell, the only way, the only place to play 3D Picross puzzles um, is on the 3DS. Uh, and those games are digital only. And that's it. They'll go away when the shop goes away. And then a whole style of Picross doesn't exist anymore. It we're, it. It's just really sinking in all that we're losing with the 3DS and Wii U eShops closing. We're losing a lot. Um, I'm going to also lose a lot of money on <laughs> shoring up the these libraries. Um, I did run into uh, le- like a, a memory limit on the Wii U the other day. Um, and so I don't know if I need to get like an external hard drive or something for oh, my crazy. Wii U. Because um, uh, I guess I can keep downloading the games, but... You know, for how long? We don't know. I have gone into a little bit of a mania when I was going through the eShop. I was like, should I get Nintendogs plus cats? <laughs> I mean, maybe you should. I know. That's how I'm feeling at yeah. the moment. I mean, Nintendogs, Nintendogs is good. <laughs> it's a good game. And if you can get a cat instead, why is there no Nintendogs on Switch? <laughs> it doesn't. What are we doing, Mark? I know. I, I maybe, uh, maybe Nintendo Switch Sports is the breaking of the dam a little Maybe bit. Maybe it is, yeah. And they won't be so ashamed of the Wii era stuff. But there's not even a, a, a brain age on, on Switch. There's a brain, tr- uh, big brain academy. Right, and there is in other regions, but there's not in North America. Why don't we have one? <laughs> uh, all right, Mark, let's close this out. Okay, so that was a pretty exhaustive list of every possible <laughs> digital game. That I mean, I did just say virtual console at the end. Right. Um, but if there's anything big that we left off here, that anything big that we didn't touch on, um, let us know. Write into us, Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the episode, please share it on Facebook or Twitter or any place a thing can be shared. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I am at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell. And the show is at Nincart Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. 
Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8 You can get more of his music by going to 8BitBetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying get Mole Mania for the GameCube on the 3DS eShop. And thanks for listening. Oscar, Rachel, do you like Disney movies? Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen all of them? Yeah, we saw all the Disney animated movies. And we saw all the Pixar animated movies, too. How about the DCOMs? What? <gasps> the Disney Channel original movies. You should listen to our podcast, Inside the Disney Vault, because we are watching all of them in chronological order. Yeah, and we do fun segments like we cast each other. That's right, and my favorite segment, Zaddy Watch, where we rank every single DCOM daddy. Ooh, you can listen to all this fun stuff on our podcast, Inside the Disney Vault on Campfire Media, wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, guys, let's get back in the vault. It's cold out here. (laughs) Campfire.